0: The following shiur has been delivered by Rabbi Chaim Naftali, member of the Betavah Dayanut Kollel. For more shiurim or information, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-PSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. a <laughs> few the d- small short discussions about um being trustworthy in business. I uh, will start with our uh parashat parashat matot that the Torah discusses um keeping one's nedarim, one's vows um, that the Torah says mi <laughs> That anything that a person lets out of his mouth, anything that a person says, he shall do. So, referring to Nedarim and Shavuot, um, that is obvious that a person has to keep his word. However, um, we're going to take this now, and we don't learn this out of this Pasuk, but we'll take the concept and we're going to borrow it to... um, a person having to be honest uh, in business. Shulchan Aruch, Siman Kuf P'Tet. Sa'if Aleph, there's only one sa'if in the siman. Ena Mekach Negmar Bidvarim. A no no um, tran- transaction, business transaction is completed with words. Shaomer Lachaviro Ayach, Atan Oteni Chafet Someone tells his friend, how much are you giving me this item for? And he tells them, you know, it's 20 bucks. They both agreed. They said, okay, for $20, we got it. Both of them can retract from their words, meaning to say, it is not a final transaction. The transaction wasn't completed, so both of them can really change their mind. However, we'll see... Um, whether or not there is um, any prohibition about that. Uh, even if there were uh, witnesses um, around that time that they agreed, and they said, be witnesses, they told them, they pointed them witnesses, say, well, listen to this, this guy is selling is selling to me this, and this guy purchased this, this is nothing, why there was no, since there was no ma'asek inyan, since these guys didn't do any uh, act of of acquiring of a kinyan, so the they the, the, this no one the the owner still owes still the seller still owns his item, and the buyer still doesn't owe any money. There's nothing here. There's only words. However, however, Chachamim Chachamim tell us that a person must keep his word, as is brought down. In Siman Resh Dalel, Choshen Mishpat, Siman Resh Dalel, safe Zayim, an Osev midvarim bilvad. Somebody just um, comes, out uh, makes an agreement with words only. It is fit for him to uh stand by his word. So we see that the Shulchan Aruch is telling us it's only Medina de Rabanan. It is only with the what we're saying here right now. It is not a Dinda or here. Uh It is not a vow. It is not a uh It's not a neder. They agreed. So we have two fellows, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven being the seller, Shimon being the buyer. And he wants to sell him his car. And he said, how much are you selling it? And he told him, for example, I don't know, $35,000, I'm selling you this car. So it's a beautiful car. And... This is how much I'm selling it for you. Now, they both agreed, and he said, "Great, perfect. Uh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come back tomorrow and we'll complete the deal." So there was no any ifs, um, ifs, when, and buts. Everything was was agreed upon. It was just a matter of um, exchanging uh, the money and the keys, etc. So. Now, Shimon, or even one of them decided they want to change their minds. They want to look at another car, or he was thinking to sell it to somebody else, uh, for whatever reason. No, no change or anything. It was just a change in heart. So now, these guys, um, should stand by their word. Even though there was no money, there's no exchange of money. any one of these guys, whether it's the whether it's the buyer or the seller, Ben No it doesn't there's no we don't curse and there's a certain curse for somebody who breaks a deal once money was was um was handed over he, this person this person who backs out of the deal is mechusaramana. he loses his trust his, his his trustworthiness ven ruach chachamim lo and chachamim are not happy with him so the gemara and meschet davam matzia daf chet amud alef what is ven ruach chachamim lo the says that's, a, that alone. That itself is, 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 is his problem. Chachamim <laughs> don't like this guy. Chachamim <laughs> are not happy with his actions. <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not happy because of this person. Because it's people that, that back out of deals. You have two people, they came up to a full agreement, and one of them is backing out. Why are you backing out? Backing out is mechusar ha-mana. Nobody wants to be mechusar to be considered to be titled mechusar ha-mana. Now, are there any consequences to being called mechusar other than the fact that Chachamim are not happy with this individual? So that is um, brought down... In Sefer Fitchei and he brings a, a, a list of Achaonim uh, of, of that discuss this. He's brought down a bunch of different Sfarim, but he, he made a nice tabzit, um, um, a nice summary, and we'll add to it whatever we know to add to it. Um, so he says like this, he says that in Sefer Mishpat Shalom, Arav Sholom Mordechai Shvadron, this is the grandfather of, of, of Rabshaul the famous, uh, uh Darshan. So the grand, his grandfather brings from Shutra Anah. That sounds like that this person actually transgressed something. He actually did an Isu. And therefore Betin should prevent him from doing that. And they can call him and how do they prevent him? By calling him an avarian. This guy is transgressive, he, he he goes against the Chachamim. They can call him that. Also in shoot mari means he brings from Maharam. Maharam is in Siman Maharam Mahrutenberg. In, in the Fus, Prague Siman Taf Taf Kuf Mem Tet. He says that. He's considered, and no, he's considered, he's not, he doesn't act, and he's not going by the ways that a, Jew, a Jewish person is supposed to be. When a person doesn't, hits a level that he doesn't go in a way that a Jewish person is allowed to be, if somebody curses him, there's no problem to curse such a person. Many, many things that we see throughout, um throughout Shas, that when when a person is not be that we don't we, he doesn't get the same entitlement. It's it, it's it's he's not as entitled as as somebody who is, um, who is acting like a proper Jew. So somebody backing out of a deal is considered a no And obviously the pasuk is, and it's also brought down in Rashi on Daf Memtet Amud Aleph. Rashi brings down this pasuk that he. Passes he's, he's transgressing the pasuk Sheerit Yisrael loy asu avla ve'loy dabero chazav, and therefore he can be called a rasha. It's known in Masechet Kiddushin that it says you can. Uh, the rashi explains over there. What does it mean? Somebody calls his, his friend you rasha. He's not a rasha. He's not a call him a for no reason. See, so he says he's allowed to hate him. We're not allowed to hate each other. We are not allowed to hate each other. We have to love each other. Everybody has to love each other. Now, if somebody calls his friend a Rasha, now he has permission to hate him. There's other things, but this is already a debate. We're not going to get into the next discussion that Rasha brings down over here. But, to say he's allowed to hate him. What does it mean he's allowed to hate him? So that's because somebody cursed him. Well, it's another discussion right now. But, here, a person who backed out of a deal, someone's allowed to call him a Rasha. He's allowed to be called a Rasha. That means that the person who's gonna call him is, you're not allowed to hate him. You're not allowed to hate the guy who's called him a Rasha. Why? Because he's, because this guy's a Rasha. However, Shitam brings from the Ravad that you cannot call such a person a Rasha, and therefore uh, we won't call somebody Rasha for doing so. Besides, for which that the Rutenberg himself says that we don't do that at all either. And he says that Betin really should be should warn him, and should they should they should tell him we're going to embarrass you. They should embarrass him. He said, but however, we don't do these. We don't do these things. Rabbi says we don't do these things already. This is, um, um, he was about 800 years ago, he said that we don't do this. Now, however, if if a guy backs out of the deal, and he explains himself, uh, listen, you know, I thought yesterday I want to buy it, I really don't want to buy it. The other guy says, you know what, I'm going to let you off the hook, I'm uchel. In that case, he doesn't get the title of Mechusar Amana. He doesn't. He doesn't hold such a title. Shulchan Aruch, in Siman Reish Zayin, Seif Chet says like this. This is also from the Gemara Masechet Bar Metzia, andaf memteta mud Alef. V'chen mi sheomer lo matana. Somebody tells his friend, I'm gonna give you a gift. He's turning, somebody, somebody's friend as a, as a, as a, a, somebody's, somebody has, is making a bar mitzvah for his son. And he tells, listen, I'm gonna give your son a gift. I'm gonna give, or I'm gonna give you guys a gift. Or the guy's making a Brit milah, or he's making a wedding, and he says, he tells whoever it is, he tells him, I'm gonna get you a gift. Now, most people, uh, when you tell him you're gonna get a gift, he's expecting he's gonna get this gift now. You know he you didn't, you didn't tell me you didn't tell me uh, you know in the middle of the day some random day hey listen I'm gonna give you a buy a present and you're just trying to you know make fun of the guy so in this case uh, somebody promised his friend for some sort of uh, for some reason he says I'm gonna get him a gift if he doesn't give him the gift then he's he he loses his trustworthiness again and all these things apply to him. That he's considered a rasha, according to the Mal Meuthenberg. Abad said he's not a rasha, but we still have this, this, this. He's still, um, tra- he's still over on Shirit Yisrael loy avla. says the matana when you give a normal gift, meaning to say a small gift, something that the person, the recipient, except expects to actually receive. If you tell a guy, "Listen, I'm going to give you a million dollars," and you're not capable of giving a million dollars, he doesn't believe you're going to give him a million dollars. It's and therefore it's he knows you're just playing with him. I don't know he doesn't I don't know what he's thinking, but he's he for sure doesn't think you're getting he's getting this million dollars anytime in the near future. And therefore, somebody who says such a thing, he's not considered a mechusar mana. But if you tell the guy, "Listen, you know you have a bar mitzvah or you're getting married, I'm going to give you five hundred dollars and five hundred dollars not a big gift." Or depending, depending on the giver, depending on the recipient. These things these things will vary in this halakha. But if your person promises a gift and it, it makes sense, this gift makes sense between both parties that uh, that he should be getting it or he should be giving it and it's 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 a normal amount, so then there if he doesn't give it it's going to be Mehusaramana. Says he says, "If the guy who promises to give a gift lo he passes away and he promises to he told the guy i'm going to give you a gift, and he passed away his children don't have to give um don't have to give this uh don't have to give this uh this gift that the, that the, that the dad promised because it was no there was no um transaction here it was words. The guy who passed away has to keep his words. Other than that, nobody else has to keep what the other guy promised. He brings in the makor is from Chacham Tzvi, Chacham Tzvi, in in Siman he says like this as well. Um, there's also a Achoshen in Siman zain Sivka Tantet, who says this as well that if the person, the giver passed away his his uh Yoshim do not have to uh have to fulfill this guy's words. He said he passed away, it's over. And the person passed away, being that he passed away, doesn't also doesn't he's he doesn't uh he doesn't get he doesn't he's not considered mechusar Mana. Now this guy's get when he passed away people are like, oh he promised to give a gift. No no we don't say that. He passed away, he's an honest. If he was an honest, honest, our What greater onus is it that the guy passed away, he's not able to fulfill his promise. He wanted to fulfill his promise. Um, in Misefil Mishpat Shalom, he brings, in Siman Resh, he also brings this in the name of the Panime Eirot, that also if a person, uh, he also says that if a person passed away, he... Um there, he is not considered Mechusawamana and his children are not obligated to fulfill his words. Or, so same thing with, with the business. A guy wants to do business and, uh, they agreed and, you know, La Alenu, the guy passed away before he was able to complete the deal. He's not considered Mechusawamana because he is an honest However, we have, well, we'll, Change discussions into um, what happens if there was a reason why the guy wants to back out. Um, so let's start with a, a, an interesting reason, um, something that has to do with our parasha. Is brought down in Mishpachalom in Siman Gimel and Seif Bet. He quotes over there that we have like this. So let's give a little bit of a background. In Siman Reishmem Gimel, is Ilchot Matana. Over there, Maran, Shulchan Aruch, brings the Salacha over there as well, regarding, uh, somebody telling his friend that he's going to give him a gift. The Salacha is like this. That if a person tells, his friend, he's gonna give him a gift. There's a, we, 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 like we said until now, though there's a difference whether or not it is a big gift or a small gift. However, even if it's a big gift, he tells the guy, I'm gonna give you a million dollars. And, and he, he, we're not talking about when he's playing a game. He tells the guy, listen to me, look at me, I'm serious, I'm 100% serious. The guy doesn't have a million dollars. He doesn't have it. But he tells his friend, he says, listen, I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a million dollars. So we said it doesn't work. Doesn't work. He's not going to, he's, he's not, nothing he's saying here makes sense. However, however, if it's an ani, then even a great gift, even a big gift, maybe a million dollars is an exaggeration and then everybody would agree that it's not a problem. But if the guy says a, a, a big gift and the person the recipient, the potential recipient is an anise, a pauper. Now this is considered an edir. It's considered a vow and he must fulfill this. He has to give it to him. Even if it was a gift, that's much more than he could really give. But he told him he's going to give it to him. He must fulfill it as an edir. So the shach and sif katan aleph brings from shut maharik. Marik was at the end of the times of the Rishonim. He brings from the Marik, Shorash Kuf Gimel, that he says, maybe, If we're talking about a type of thing that he promised him to do, that is going to mean that he has to work for it, that the giver has to put some, put forth some, some, some energy, some effort into it, like physical energy into this, then it's not an idea. Only if it was something that has to do with words. This, I'm going to give you money. I'm going to give you a gift. But if he says, "I'm going to help you," you know, bring this from here to there, and 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 and, and the guy's a pauper. It, so now I'm going to have to carry this thing on my back from one place to the next. It doesn't mean that he's for sure going to have to do this. But maybe not. It doesn't. Not an action doesn't necessarily fall into the category. When you tell a guy, I'm going to do this for you, it won't necessarily fall into that category of of a neder anani. So the Mishpat Shalom brings from Shut Giv'at Pinchas, Siman Samech He, that he was asked by, by some guy that made a nedr, he promised, when his daughter... Was his, his, he had a, he had a daughter that was going through some sort of hardship, and he promised that he's going to he made a he made a neddil, that he's going to if his daughter becomes better, or whatever the problem was, that he's going to raise a yatom, an orphan in his house. For his entire his entire life, he's gonna pay for his yeshiva, he's gonna feed him, and now he wants to change his mind. So the Givat Pinchas brings this Shach. The Shach says that something that is a physical, requires physical, uh, labor won't, even if the person is a pauper, it won't count as a nedir, Unless he actually made a Nedil. So he says, so the Givat Pinchas tries bringing this down to discuss it about his case with this guy who said he's gonna raise an orphan in his house. He says, you have to differentiate between when, if the act is an act of mitzvah or if the act is not an act of mitzvah. He says, this act of raising an orphan is an act of mitzvah. Yeah, the other thing probably has some Gemilut chasadim in it also. Helping a guy carry a couch. He says, listen, whatever couch you buy, I'm going to help you carry it. And the guy came in with this uh, couch made of bricks. I, I, I never thought you're gonna do such a thing. I, I can't do this. I who, I who can who can lift such a thing? So uh, the guy says, "I'm not doing it." Even if the guy was a pauper and he can't hire, you know, hire outside help to help him carry this thing, so he promised to help him out with this. It doesn't matter because he told him he's gonna help him because it's physical. That's the ma. That's the malik. That's the shach. However, if you tell a guy, you say, "Listen, I'm going to raise this." this orphan in my house in that scenario, there's a mitzvah here. it's a great mitzvah to take this poor kid and bring him into your house take him to the teshiva, help feed him, help him get married so he says that, of course you cannot um, you cannot uh, um, back out from that such a thing, that's what the Givat Pinchas wants to say the Mishpat Shalom continues and he says, if we take a look in Rashi In Parashat Matot. Rashi in Parashat Matot says like this. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Bene Gad and Bene Reuven. Bene Gad and Bene Reuven in Parashat Matot They come to Moshe Rabinu and they say, listen, the green grass is so beautiful here on the other side, on this side of the, of the, of the, of the Yardin. We have a lot of cattle. We would like, we would like to stay here. Let us stay here. Moshe Rabinu got upset at them. He said, what are you talking about? Now you're trying to, again, discourage the Jewish nation from coming into Israel? You're not going to come fight with them? You're not going to come fight with them? Moshe Rabinu says, well, this, this is what happened when the when the when the Meragrim, when they went into into into, the, into, into Israel. And now we we were stuck out of here for forty years because of this. You want another forty years? You don't remember what happened now? So he said to them, he said, if you want, if you want it, then you need to come to you need to you need to, you need to do one thing. The 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 bnei gad and told Moshe Rabbeinu, listen, we are willing to not settle in in our area. We'll just leave our 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 kids and our sheep's and all that stuff. We'll the sheep we'll leave that out here, and we'll we will go and help the Jewish nation fight. So this way they don't get discouraged. We'll be first. Moshe Rabbeinu said, oh, if you do such a thing, that's great. And he says, Moshe Rabbeinu said to them like this. Moshe said in pesuk, f- bete, arim Whatever came out of your mouth you need to do. Says Rashi. Whatever you need to do, la you promise now to a kadosh bohun Alehem La gavoah. You expect, you accept it upon yourself to come and fight war. Until, until the land of Israel is conquered. And only then you can go back. And uh, says the Mishpat Shalom that the Re'im on the Parashah right over there says not like he says not like the Maharik. He proves from this Rashi that even though they said, we're going to fight a war. War is physical. Let them back out. Moshe Rabbeinu said, I taasu. you said you're going to go, f- you accepted upon yourself, you're going to go fight? You better fight. So says the Mishpat Shalom, since the Maari Ma'arik is also, a kezesafik, and therefore a person should be machmir, even if there is some physical, some sort of physical, um, uh, agreement here. He has to do something physical, and it could be a toil. He still is exempt. Now, we have, um, a big debate amongst the poskim, and with this we'll conclude. There's a machloket. What happens if something changed? Um the, for example, the price. Today, prices are changing rapidly. Um with, with inflation changing, changing prices rapidly, a person can make an agreement tomorrow, the guy says, I can't sell it to you at this price. I'm sorry. I have to change the price. Or the guy says they made an agreement, and, and for some reason the thing dropped in price. And the seller said, the buyer says, hey, I don't want to buy it for so expensive now. So today with inflation, it's the other way around. The seller says, I don't want to, I don't want to sell it. I can't sell it at such a price. I mean, I'm not making anything on it. Whatever the story is, the price changed. What happens if the price changed in regarding to mana? So there's a Machloket Rishonim, Baalam uh, says that there is no mana. However, Rashi, Tosafot, Meduyak, that there is mechusar manah. The Rashba agrees with them. The Rambam was Sotim, and the Shulchan Aruch was Sotim like the Rambam. It means they didn't, they didn't differentiate. And the Sama says that that is the opinion of the, of the Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam. That because they didn't differentiate, and they said in all cases that a person change, backs out of his word, he's considered mechusar manah. so too if the price changed. The Bet Yosef himself says that that is the Pashtut of the Sugiah. The Pashtut, the, the simple explanation of the sugia, also seems like that if the price changed, he's still not allowed to back out of his word. So, so, however, the Ramah, the Ramah also brings down Ramah in Simalesh Dared. See if you Aleph. He brings the two opinions. He brings the Balam all. The Rosh and the two, that all say, that, that if the price changed, there is no mechusa and he says, that it, uh, nevertheless, a person is not allowed to back out, and he says, V'khenikar. so we have the opinion of the shulchan ha'much, and the Ramah that one is not allowed to back out, if the price changes, however, the bach, is, leaves in a safik, he leaves the salachah a safik, the shach follows suit, and he says, the halacha is a safek. I'm not, they're leaving it as a safek, whether a person can or cannot back out. We said it's the derabanan. So, and the Gaon Mivina brings a rushalmi, which is mashma like this, although there's some people who are, who explain the rushalmi in a different way, who's but the Gaon Mivina brings, and the Bach brings this down also with B'shem and al-Muqayyosef, who explains the, one of the rishonim, one of the rishonim, who explains the gemara in, in the, the gemara Yerushalmi, that if the price changes, that it is no, there is no mechusar mana, Something changed, therefore there is no mechusar mana He's not considered um, not trustworthy, and you'd be allowed to back out. So therefore, the gaon mivina says that Racha is also that it's okay. Therefore, some meshkanazim also the aruch ha'shulchan, aruch ha'shulchan says that it's midat chasidut to not back out from two prices is midat Chassidut, and therefore, um Achenoshkenazim um, have the um leniency to back out in the in case that there are two uh that the price changed. Um although in Shut Bete Shut B'tefrayim brings down he says that the the we don't allow any sort of change, only a change that Was totally unexpected. Totally unexpected and, and and, and therefore, and therefore it cannot have been foreseen. So then we can say that you didn't have this in mind. However, if a person can assume that a price might change, so make it a condition. If the price changes, I want to back out. If you thought the price can possibly change, there's a reason to assume the price is going to give a drastic change, something that really will matter to you to want to back out. So, if, if you, if you foresaw that, so then, why don't you make an agreement? Ah, you had in mind to back out. You're not allowed to have in mind to back out from the beginning. As it says in the Pasuk, the same gemara, that's the source of this halakha. The gemara over there brings down a pasuk. The ifat tzedek, hin tzedek. Abai explains over there, it should be sheyehen shilcha tzedek velav shilcha tzedek. Your yes should be a righteous yes, and your no should be a righteous no. When you said yes, you mean it. So therefore you cannot, you cannot have a possible in mind. Hey, listen! If the price changes, I'm going to change my mind. No, you can't do that. You, you, you never assume the price. If you can assume the price is going to change, then you should have made an agreement. If you didn't make an agreement, then, um, then he's going to be considered amana because you were able to foresee such a change. Similarly, the chida in Sefer Shaar Yosef Simantet says that even bala Ol, and the Rosh didn't say their halakha with a minor change. A minor change is not considered, let's say the price changed, whatever it was, it was going for $20 and it went to $25. That's a minor change depending on the item. But maybe $22 is a minor change, from 20 to 22 is a minor change. $28. Now the guy says, listen, I'll never have bought this for $28. Is i am buying a thousand items. I don't know, I don't, it's, the $8 difference is not something I would have done that because I, my, I can't sell it then. For whatever, we, whatever the story is. Whatever it's a bigger difference, that's when the Balamo said it. The small difference the Balamo didn't say that you can back out. And there's a proof to that also that that's the opinion of the Rosh. Because the Rosh says, that all sales are considered a matanamueted, like a small gift, when a person makes an agreement that they're that they're going to he's going to buy something. So it's like it's like a small gift. Both parties assume that it's a done deal. Tomorrow the guy is coming with the money. This guy is coming with the item. They're going to exchange and that's it. Like a gift, small gift, and a small gift too. Says all sales, he says. All sales are mechusahavana. But in psakim, that's in Tosafot Arosh. In psakim, in the, in the psakim of the Rosh, he says that alacha is like the bottom all, the two, two, two prices change. What are we gonna do? It's a contradiction. It's the same rabbi, the Rosh. How are you gonna explain this? The ritbah, the, Ritba, the, the, Ritba, the, 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 the chida asks this, asks this question, the exact same question on Rabbeinu Aritbah. And he says, over there, that we see that even the, based from this ritba, we see that, what's a small gift, a regular sale? It went up a little bit, it went down a little bit. Okay, it's not breaking the bank, go buy it. That you can't back out of. But if it's a huge difference, something that was unexpected, so then, Boltzmann is gonna say, listen, there's no way I could have expected such a thing to change. How am I supposed to, in such a case, we're gonna, where they're gonna be lenient. So that's for Achenu our... Ashkenazim. Now, the Shu Chevet Avi wants to say, and I heard also a, um, from one of the great Dainim faradim in Israel that he wanted to say that, that since this is only in Isur and in Dinei Surim, um, since this is Dinei Surim, it's Isur de Rabbanan, if it's a great Shata dachak, which means if it's a huge loss that it's going to cause a huge change, that even the uh, that we could be lenient against the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch and the Rama. Now his reasoning was because the Sfaradim accepted the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch as a Rov, as a majority, and is not as a Vada'i, as like as a hundred percent. Chama has a different approach to the way, um, Sfaradim accepted the opinion, uh, the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. That's an opinion of, of Adai. The other opinion that, that this rabbi suggested, it was a, uh, a very, uh, big chidush. It was big chidush, the, the, uh, approach that he has to the acceptance of the opinion that the Sfaradim have to, to, to the rulings of Maranashulchan Aruch. We hold it to be that it's a Vadai. It's a definite psak. That's it. There's no moving from that. Therefore, there's no room to be lenient. However, in the, the Shemitah Levi, I saw this from another great dayan in Israel that he says that maybe one can apply the Shemitah Levi to, to the Shulchan Ouch. That the Shulchan Ar-Ukh was also talking about relatively, even want to say bigger, bigger uh, differences. But something that's extremely unexpected that both parties wouldn't have expected it. That maybe there is room to be lenient, and therefore, in such a scenario, somebody has a major change, and that's why there's a major change in price, um, or a major change in scenario, in quantity of the item, uh, to, to benefit one of the one of the parties, um, or or to, to to hurt one of the parties, etc. So, uh, in such a scenario, one should a, uh, approach a. Chacham Sfaradi that would know the, or Chacham Shkenazi that knows the, the how to pasquin um, in these shilas, and um, and based on that you should know if if it's um, if it's okay to change um, to back out of his deal um, and not be considered a mechusar amana. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halacha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a Halakha consultation, Monetary Bet din Services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at vshc.org to subscribe.